Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Wednesday, July 19th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, thousands of Georgians will get long-promised federal student loan relief. A new study makes an unsettling prediction for Georgia's heat preparedness, and the Georgia Department of Transportation is seeking input on a bridge in Savannah. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. More than 38,000 federal student loan borrowers in Georgia have been approved for loan forgiveness. It's part of the Biden administration's plan to cancel $39 billion in federal student loans for 804,000 Americans who were enrolled in one of the government's income-driven repayment plans. Data released yesterday by the Education Department shows more than 38,000 Georgians will receive a combined $2.1 billion in forgiveness. The department said it started notifying eligible borrowers last week. First Lady Jill Biden and U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona visited Augusta this week on a White House tour to promote administration policies. GPB's Donna Lowry spoke to Cardona about issues facing Georgia teachers. As Georgia schools resume in the coming weeks, U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona says teachers here are facing similar challenges related to political culture wars as others across the country. He referred to issues like book bans, decimating what he says are already thin education budgets, and what he calls the toxic disrespect of educators. We have folks that are really attacking public education at a time where teachers are stepping up, and we have those who have the nerve to go after our schools, go after our educators, instead of working with them. Cardona's trip included a visit to Agnes Scott College, where he addressed a large group of educators, saying some people have mistaken their selflessness for submission, and he encouraged those in attendance to speak up. Donna Lowry for GPB News. Stifling heat and humidity is blanketing Georgia this week, with highs today in the 90s hitting everywhere except the North Georgia mountains. A new study finds that if a power outage struck Georgia during one of these heat waves, thousands of residents could be hospitalized and that could overwhelm healthcare systems. Brian Stone conducted the study for Georgia Tech. What we simulated here was actually something that's already happening across the United States. And part of that is because our hurricane season overlaps with our heat wave season. The study focused on Atlanta, Phoenix, and Detroit. It says the number of major electrical grid failures for U.S. utilities doubled from 2015 to 2021. All sections of the Chattahoochee River in Metro Atlanta have been reopened following a wastewater treatment plant malfunction in Roswell about a month ago. The sewage spill led to dangerous levels of E. coli bacteria and halted business and recreation on the river for weeks as the river's health recovered section by section. National Park Service officials said today that conditions are now good enough to reopen the last remaining closed section from Chattahoochee Nature Center to Powers Island. More than 100 people showed up at a Crawford County Commission meeting last night to protest a proposed rock quarry, and the outcome wasn't what they'd hoped. GPB's Eliza Moore reports. After a long public hearing, commissioners approved the quarry by a vote of 3-2. to two. Community members were crowded into an overflow room at the courthouse, many sporting t-shirts and signs that read, Stop the Quarry. Perry Donahue, co-founder of Cottondale Partners, the company developing the quarry, spoke first. 30 jobs. Uh, in mining has a total net impact of 117 jobs created. As far as economic impact, that's almost $6 million. David Marmons, an attorney representing residents, spoke against the quarry. The only justification is money. And I will show you, it's not money for any other people here but them. 
Before the vote, commissioners imposed conditions for the project, such as limiting the number of blasts and hours of operation. All in favor, say aye. 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 All opposed? The decision was met with shouts from the crowd. Soul us out. We know it. We know you did. Brad Moriarty, who opposes the quarry, says the fight is not yet over. I think we all felt like it should have gone a different way. Uh, we know we'll continue to push forward. Both sides have alluded to potential lawsuits in the future. For GPB News, I'm Eliza Moore in Macon. A Japanese company that makes probiotic milk beverages will invest $305 million to build a plant northwest of Atlanta. Yekult Hancha Company said yesterday that its American subsidiary plans to start production of a new plant in Cartersville in 2026, hiring 90 workers. The Tokyo-based company makes Yekult, a fermented milk beverage. It's sold in 40 countries worldwide. The company began selling its products throughout the United States in 2019. A major bridge near downtown Savannah could be lifted in an effort to boost shipping on the Savannah River. GPB's Benjamin Payne reports the Georgia Department of Transportation is seeking public comments on the plan. The Talmadge Memorial Bridge is busy in more ways than one. Yes, there are roughly 20,000 vehicles that drive over it each day between Savannah and South Carolina. But beneath the Talmadge, cargo ships sail through and route to the port of Savannah. That is, if they can fit. At 185 feet high, the bridge can't accommodate the shipping industry's largest vessels, so the state wants to elevate the Talmadge by adjusting its cables. But before officials can do so, they need to gather public input, owing to the project's potential impact on the environment. Kyle Collins is with the Georgia Department of Transportation. All those comments are evaluated and there will be a response provided within 30 days. You know, it can have an impact. Potentially, folks know something we don't. GDOT is taking public comment on its website through next Thursday. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne in Savannah. In sports, the Atlanta Dream beat the Minnesota Lynx 82-73 last night to extend their winning streak to seven games. Ryan Howard had 21 points and seven assists. Nia Coffey added 13 points and 10 rebounds. Howard set a WNBA record with her 18th consecutive game of making two or more three-pointers. And in baseball, the Atlanta Braves face the Diamondbacks tonight at Truist Park after taking a loss 16-13 last night. Austin Riley homered twice in that effort, batting in a career-high seven runs. But lackluster defense handed Arizona enough runs to make the difference. Before yesterday's game, the Braves announced they signed catcher Travis Darno to a one-year, $8 million contract for next season. Braves general manager Alex Anthopoulos says Darno is beloved among his teammates. And he's been so good, and he's been great on the field and in the clubhouse. And he's just a great example, right? Beyond a great player and person, he's such a good example for everybody else. He sets the tone. The contract includes an $8 million club option for 2025 with no buyout. Darno and Sean Murphy have been sharing the catching duties for the Braves this year. And that's all we've got for this edition of Georgia Today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about any of these stories or find the latest Georgia news, head on over to our website, gpb.org news. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, do it now. That'll keep us current in your podcast feed. And if you've got feedback or a story idea, send it our way. Email is the best way to reach us. The address, georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm heading off on my summer vacation. I will be back with you on July 31st. Orlando Montoya will be with you in the meantime. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. Georgia Today will be back with you tomorrow.